Good morning, I'm Jake Sherman, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It is Friday, March 17th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, inside the House Republican retreat. Number two, the world's slowest body. And number three, TikTok CEO blankets the hill ahead of his big hearing. Let's get into it. First of all, in matters not related to politics, it is the best sports time of the year. Like, no doubt. Don't argue with me. March Madness is in full swing. This is the best weekend in college basketball. We go straight into the Masters and then straight into baseball season. Not a great period of time if you're a Washington Nationals fan, but best sports time of the year. Important note, the UConn Huskies play today. They take on Iona in Albany, New York this afternoon, I think at 4.30. So go Huskies. Now to the news. Uh, We have the schedule for the House Republican retreat. Uh, The retreat kicks off Sunday in Orlando. It goes until Tuesday before uh, the House returns for votes Tuesday evening, which is that is a tight schedule. Um, You better hope there's no delays from Orlando to Washington on Tuesday. Um, But let's get into who's speaking at the retreat. First of all, we have former NFL quarterback Drew Brees. Now, I did not know that Drew Brees was even... um, I didn't know he was a Republican. I didn't know he was, and maybe he's not. Maybe he just wants to talk. Uh, But I didn't know he was involved or that interested in politics. Uh, Breeze, obviously, is the former uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback who won a Super Bowl for the Saints. Um, He will talk about teamwork. Now, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, as we all know, is a big fan of everything New Orleans and a big fan of the Saints. Maybe that has something to do with it. Also speaking, former Congressman Trey Gowdy. Uh, and former Trump Associate General Counsel Eric Hirschman. They will both talk about oversight. Gowdy, of course, was the chair of the Oversight Committee and also the Benghazi Select Committee. Here's what else we know. Sunday, uh, Republicans will get a political update from NRCC Chairman Richard Hudson and Dan Constant, the president of the Congressional Leadership Fund and the Related American Action Network. There will also be a panel on foreign policy. Monday, House Republican leaders will address their colleagues. They'll hold a panel on the economy and on the debt securing the border, and they'll have breakout sessions on the commitment to America. Um, And Tuesday, they'll have an energy session. Um, Now, so what do we say about Republican retreats? Well, first of all, these things used to be a lot closer to Washington. Um, But since McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, has taken over the party uh, after um, uh, Paul Ryan left, they've moved these retreats. We've had them in Florida, in Jacksonville, in Orlando. Um, all over the Sunshine State, uh, this time in Orlando. We will be there, by the way. We'll have a decent team there, a really good team. We don't have decent teams at Punchbowl News. We have only really good teams. And um, we'll be bringing you news Sunday, Monday, Tuesday from that retreat. We also have an announcement coming up pretty soon um, uh, in the next couple days. So um, On the substance, there's a lot to talk about this time around. Now, these retreats can be pretty boring affairs. Um, They could be just speakers and a chance to uh, uh, relax and and hang out with your colleagues. In the past, I could think of two general occasions where they've been interesting. In 2014, John Boehner, then the Speaker of the House, tried tried to get his party to coalesce around immigration reform. We know how that turned out. Not well. He ended up blocking a bipartisan immigration reform bill. Um, well, the House Republican leadership um, blocked an immigration reform bill on on multiple occasions, but um, Boehner was unable to coalesce his party around that. 
Uh, they've talked about the debt limit there. You know, that will be something that they'll probably talk about this time around. There's a lot to talk about for House Republicans. Uh, the debt limit deadline, whether Republicans could pass a budget, uh, potential aid to Ukraine investigations, the repeal of the 91 and 02 use of force authorizations against Iraq. So this is a um, it could be consequential. Um, it might not be. It might just be a a long weekend in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the event will end Tuesday. They'll, again, as I said, they'll come back for votes Tuesday night. Very quick turnaround. Number two story of the day. This is an uh, item that a lot of people have been asking us to do. If you either work on Capitol Hill, cover Capitol Hill, um, or are somehow watching Capitol Hill all the time, you'll know that the Senate's votes have become ridiculously long, painfully long, um, and publicly and privately aides, and I'm thinking of, of a couple that I talked to yesterday, one in particular who's listening to this podcast, um, are just getting sick and tired of this. A 15-minute vote could last 90 minutes. It's ridiculous. Um, this is much less efficient than the House of Representatives, much less. I mean, when Republicans took over, they they truncated these um 10-minute votes, which could last 30 minutes to actually 10 minutes, and they deserve kudos for that. Um, Democrats have also enforced these rules in the past, but right now Republicans are in charge and they are enforcing these rules, which is nice. Um, now, th there's a lot of reasons for this, and I don't mean to turn this into a gripe session, but people have committee business, people have other uh, things on the agenda, and the Senate is a country club body, so they wait for their members to be done. Um, and... Uh, Chuck Grassley, the longest serving senator, told us that uh, the votes used to last 15 to 20 minutes. But he also said in the Senate when he started and, you know, Grassley didn't start uh, anytime recently. He's been around for a while. He first got elected to the Senate in uh, 1980. Uh, he said that we started the week at 10 a.m. or noon on Monday and went until four or five on Friday. So he said a lot has changed. Um, the obvious fix is for Schumer to to Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, to clamp down on this. We don't think he's going to. But um, anyway, uh, it's ridiculous. Read the item and uh, let just look into a mirror and yell if you're angry about the Senate votes. Number three story of the day, the TikTok CEO showed Chu is up on Capitol Hill next week in front of the Energy and Commerce Committee uh, talking about TikTok. Behind the scenes, though, Chu has been blanketing the Hill, blanketing the Hill uh, recently, meeting with members of the Energy and Commerce Committee. Interesting note, the only person who will not meet with Chu that we could find is uh, Congressman Fl Frank Pallone, the top Democrat on the Energy and Commerce Committee from New Jersey, uh, he does not meet with witnesses ahead of hearings. Now, a um, lot going on on TikTok. We have the Mark Warner, John Thune bill, which would create a process for the Biden administration to ban the social media platform. Uh, Marco Rubio has a different bill that would ban TikTok outright. House Foreign Affairs Committee has a bill. McCarthy, Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Majority Leader Steve Scalise have said they're not in any rush to put a bill on the floor. The White House is pushing ByteDance to sell TikTok um, to a, um, a U.S.-based company. There's this thing called Project Texas, where Oracle would take over the data. A lot going on on TikTok. This will be a very big hearing for TikTok, for The Hill. We will be all over it. And with that, leave us a rating and review. You could subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a wonderful weekend. Watch a lot of basketball and stay safe.